What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Microfamous. This episode is going to be a blast because we're going to get into something that I haven't really talked about publicly. And it's on the topic of to be profitable, something must be hard. And that's actually great news. And the reason I got thinking about this is because, you know, where there's a world of no competition, we could offer something that is easy for us to deliver. And because we don't have a lot of competition, it's also rare and valuable, which means it's also easy to market and sell. And the bottom line is we don't live in that world. So in a world where we do have competitors, well, what effect does that have on us? And to me, it means that something in our business must be hard in order for us to have a profitable business for any length of time. And so I want to draw a few examples from three big companies that you know, and I want to relate that to us out here in entrepreneur land. So something must be hard in the business in order for us to be profitable for any length of time. So let's look at Starbucks. Starbucks did little to no advertising, you know, definitely no TV advertising until it was already the big multinational Starbucks that we know today. Um, and I don't think they ran a TV ad in their first 30 years of existence or something like that. I mean, just it was just ridiculous how little advertising Starbucks actually had to do. Well, why was that? Well, like it or not, they created an, an experience inside of their store that resonated with a lot of people. And because it resonated so deeply, people spread that experience and talked about them and, and they grew by real word of mouth. And it was this service experience that was totally unique and compelling. Now, there was a certain level of hard work to get that experience in their first few stores and their first few locations right. Howard Schultz coming back from, from Italy and kind of building that first experience of bringing that European style cafe to America, like that was hard work. It wasn't just the normal, you know, kind of morning cafe that Americans were used to. So the experience of creating those first few locations really hard, but we you know it was even harder than that was the really, really hard work of delivering that experience consistently day after day, all around the world, opening up stores at a breakneck pace all over the country and then in countries all over the world without losing the core of what made them unique and compelling. That was really, really, really hard work. So Starbucks doesn't need a huge breakthrough in their sales or marketing strategy because people were doing the talking for them. So Starbucks to me is an example of doing the hard work on the service, the thing that you're selling. You know, Starbucks isn't selling coffee. You know, if you talk to anyone who's a real coffee fanatic, they'll tell you, oh, Starbucks, uh, you know, let, let, let me go to a small local place that makes my, you know, a, be, a better brew. And, and they could be right. I mean, I don't really care, but I, I listen to them and I appreciate their perspective on it, which is that Starbucks doesn't make great coffee. Starbucks makes a great experience for a certain type of person, and they deliver that experience extremely consistently all over the world. You know, one of the things that I like about Starbucks is that when I travel, I don't have to worry about what my coffee is going to taste like for the most part. You know, if I got to Australia or something like that, yeah, they have different views on, on cream than I would prefer. Um, so it's a slightly different, but odds are pretty much anywhere I travel, I'm going to get the same iced coffee that I like, and it's going to taste the exact same way. That's an extremely difficult problem to solve, but Starbucks solved it. So as a result, they don't have to cram Starbucks advertising down your throat in order to get you to go because they put all their hard work into the quality of the service. And the service is so different and interesting and unique for the right person that people still flock to it, even without it being driven by advertising. Now, let's look at the exact opposite, GoDaddy. 
Now, GoDaddy is in what I would call a commodity business. They sell domains, you know, URLs. That's something a bunch of other companies do, uh, or a bunch of other companies could have jumped in and, and done it better than they did. There's probably companies out there that deliver better service than GoDaddy. I don't really know. I have, I have a couple of companies that I buy domains from. GoDaddy is one of them. You know, the service seems to be relatively easy to deliver. Obviously, there's back-end infrastructure and things like that, but it's definitely something that can be sold without any human being being involved. It's something that you, it's it's all, you know, zeros and ones behind the internet and I pay and the next thing you know, something transfers over and I'm able to use the domain. Great. There's a lot of other companies that offer it. They have a truckload of competition. What stands out about GoDaddy is their marketing. They have this fun, outrageous brand and they've built it on the back of these outlandish, huge, colorful ads, you know, beautiful celebrity spokespeople, you know, this kind of rebellious, sexy marketing and all that stuff. They did all the hard work on the marketing. They had a service that was easy for them to deliver. Every time I buy a domain, they don't have to hire a new employee or they don't have to you know, do a whole launch process. They don't, they don't even have to do a call with me to get me to sign up for their service. So the service is relatively easy to deliver, but in a, in a, in a world of competitors, if you've built something that was easy for you uh, to deliver, well, guess what? It's easy for other people to deliver, which then makes it harder to market and sell because you've got more competition. So their challenge was on the marketing and selling part. So they did a, a very hard thing which is they took a commodity business and gave it a personality. That's a marketing breakthrough. They did their hard work in the marketing. So somewhere in your business, something must be hard if you want to be profitable for any length of time. And before I look at the third example, I want to break that down a little bit. So I think about it almost like a teeter-totter. On one end is the thing that you sell. You know, For most experts, it's, it's our service. It's coaching, consulting, speaking, you know, some of us have books, but we don't really, you know, expect to make a ton off the books. It's really the services that we sell. High ticket services where we make all the money. That's our service. On the other end of that teeter-totter is the, the sales and marketing, which is how do we actually get people to buy the thing? One of those two things must be hard. Getting both to be easy, that's one of the big lies. And there's a lot of marketing out there from gurus implying that it can be easy. You know, hey, if you just sign up with my service, we'll help you build this and it's going to be easy, lucrative, and uh, it's going to be super, super awesome to build, super scalable and all this stuff. And what you end up finding is that it's either one or the other. It's either easy to deliver and then it's hard to sell, or it was hard to build to begin with, and then it's easy to sell. So usually what you have in business is something must be hard. In order for you have to have solved a real valuable problem, which allows you to be profitable for any length of time in a world where there are competitors who will jump in and copy you, you have to have actually done something and had a breakthrough somewhere. You must have done some hard work somewhere. Either the hard work needs to be done on the thing that you sell, or the hard work needs to be done on the way that you sell it. Now, this is where I want to get into the final example, which is Apple. The reason that I believe that Apple is one of the most amazing world-changing companies ever is not just because they have this brand. That's cool. And they're very smart. They're geniuses behind their marketing strategy. But what they really did and why they're so unbelievably successful is they did both of those hard things. They did the hard work of creating a handful of amazing world-changing products that people go nuts for. And then they followed it up with a marketing strategy that gave their brand this fun, memorable, hip, young, rebellious personality. They created a brand and a tribe that people wanted to identify with. That's a very hard thing to do, especially when we're talking about like computer gear of all things. You know, if you if you looked at the computer market before, you know, Steve Jobs came back to Apple, you know, I mean, we're talking about the most innovative company it was Palm, uh, you know, doing things like that and, and BlackBerry and stuff like that. Um, they, you know, computer companies are notoriously bad at creating 
loyal brands and any sort of real connection with the consumer beyond just, hey, we have the best specs. You know, it's like engineers run all their marketing divisions, you'd think. So they were genius, like Apple and Steve Jobs was a genius because they did two hard things. They created something almost impossible for other companies to replicate with the products. Then they followed that up with brilliant marketing that created one of the most powerful and influential brands of all time. That's hard enough in and of itself, right? But they did both of those hard things. So here's the lesson if you're, if you're an expert. If you want to be profitable for any length of time, you got to do something hard. Either create something, a product or service that's nearly impossible for others to copy, or create a breakthrough in sales and marketing that's nearly impossible for others to copy, right? Like something must be hard. So one of the big carrots on the end of the stick, kind of in this expert world that we run in, is the, the membership site. The idea that you can build a membership site where the delivery of the content is easy for you, but also super valuable for the people on the other end, that's, that's a hard thing to do. And the idea that you're going to, you know, like just deliver extra content, like just more and more content, let me, or maybe more access to you, which is something very easy to give and something easy to build, but that's somehow scalable because, you know, it doesn't incrementally cost you when somebody signs up. The problem is they're not looking at the other end of the teeter-totter. If one end of the teeter-totter is easy, the other end will probably be hard. If you create a membership website based on content that's easy for you to produce, it's going to be hard to market and sell. Because guess what? If it's easy for you to produce, it's probably easy for other people to produce as well, which means competition, which means you're not rare and valuable, which means it's going to be hard to market and sell. So the way to look at that is that if you create something that's relatively easy for you to make and build and deliver, expect the sales and marketing to require some hard work something innovative, some sort of breakthrough needs to happen in your sales and marketing in order for that business to actually be scalable. On the other end, you can flip the teeter-totter the other direction and go, no, no, I'm going to put all the work into building something so amazing, so ridiculous, so unique, so hard to deliver that I'm not going to have a lot of competition because I'm going to put all the work into delivering a service experience that's such at a, so at a different level and gets people such amazing results that they won't be able to shut up about me. So the marketing and the sales will be easier. And to me, that's, that's probably more of the area where introverts are drawn to. So I would say if you're listening to this and you're an introvert, if you have one of those two sides to pick from, I would pick that one. If you're going to pick one end of the teeter-totter and you know that something in your business must be hard, I would recommend focusing on doing the hard work on the service part, building something that's hard to replicate, but easy to market and sell because it's rare and valuable. And if you're an introvert, you're probably more fulfilled by doing that. And then the marketing, the sales comes easier because you put all the effort into the sale, the, the, uh, the service part of things. So if you're going to do one or the other and you're an introvert, I would recommend going and putting all of your effort into building something that people can't shut up about. Apple did both. If you want to be an amazing world changing company, do both. Do two hard things. But if you're an expert and you want to have a, a great lifestyle, odds are you're probably going to do one of those two things. I would recommend putting it into building something amazing that's nearly impossible for other experts to copy. And what you'll find is that, that makes the marketing and sales easier on you because it's a teeter-totter. But something in the business must be hard. They're not both going to be easy. And that's great news. The reason why it's great news is because the competition, the competition is lazy. The competition is, you know, it, natural human nature. We want things to be easy. So when you run across a hard problem, if you're the one that's willing to solve it, there's a whole bunch of your competition who isn't. 
There's a whole bunch of your competition that's going to throw something together that's easy for them to deliver. And then they're going to go to the marketplace with it and think that the real, the key to success is them just being more active on, on Instagram. You know, they're going to build something easy to deliver and then they're just going to spend their money on Facebook ads and throw 75% of their revenue back to Facebook to, to grow it. Going to hit the two comma club on click funnels and you find out that they spent 800 grand of that million on Facebook ads. So that's what your competition is doing. If your competition is doing that, they're avoiding the hard problem by you saying, no, no, I'm going to do the hard, like something in the business must be hard. I get to choose whether I'm going to build something that's nearly impossible to replicate and make the sales and marketing easier on myself, or I'm going to intentionally build something that's easy for me to deliver because I have a sales and marketing breakthrough in mind that I think is going to be impossible for others to replicate. I'll give you a great example, Gary Vee. Gary V does not have what I would call a clear and compelling idea that's radically unique from what everyone else in the marketing world is saying. He created a sales and marketing breakthrough because he shows up louder and more often than other people. And because he has this insane motor and insane personality, he breaks through the noise through sheer volume. So he created his sales and marketing breakthrough, which makes up for the fact that on the back end, what he says, like the service that he delivers, in other words, like the content that he's putting out there, isn't radically unique from a bunch of other marketing experts. So again, something in the business must be hard. That's great news because your competition is avoiding hard things. Your competition wants to build something that's relatively easy to build, that's relatively easy to deliver, and then they want to go into the marketplace and expect it to be easy to market and sell. Both of those things can't be true. <laughs> to be profitable for any length of time, both of those things can't be easy. One of those things must be hard. If you want to build a world-changing company, do both. Solve an amazing, valuable problem with your service and create a sales and marketing breakthrough so that you cut through the noise easier, faster, and generate sales. So that's really where a world-changing company like Apple comes from is by doing the hard things in both ends. But if you're an expert, think about it as a teeter-totter. One of the two things must be hard and you get to choose which. And if you're, gonna, if you're on the introverted side and you don't want to spend all of your time marketing and selling and being visible and stuff like that, then make sure you put the work in on the back end to build something that's amazing, that's impossible for other experts and other competition to copy. The more that you do that, the easier the marketing and sales will be. So that's the good news that I have for you today. To be profitable, something must be hard. So go forth, do the hard things, and we'll see you on the next episode.